we were talking about my, um, I suppose, my first real game for Canberra. Um, so, yeah, came straight out of high school, signed with the Raiders, got a chance to play in a first-grade trial match. Yep. Um, I played against the the, you know, the team and the players that we were playing against, you know, six months earlier, playing yep. for Cootamundra oh, wow. uh, in first grade. So, knew it was fine. Uh, anyway, uh, in a tackle wrong um, and, yeah, hurt, uh, hurt my knee. Fairly badly. What part of your name? Uh, so it was the it was the uh, anterior cruise ship. Oh, the ACL. It, it didn't quite. It didn't quite you know, tear it. Yeah, and so okay. it didn't need a reconstruction. Oh, lucky. But I still had to have three months out. Yeah. So and that was the worst injury of my career. That's lucky. Um, so it was lucky in a way. Um, you know, certainly from that, you know, confidence down. You know, um, all this hype about me coming down there as a as a young uh, as a young bloke. So yep. um, yeah, it took a while to 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 get back from that. But um, you know, at that stage we had uh, Robert Finch uh, yep. was the football manager. Uh, Brett's dad um, he's a great uh, great guy really sort of stuck by me and showed a lot of confidence um, in me and I just had to you know work hard it took me another probably three or four years to you know to push through and, and, and get, get into first and, grade and get into first grade yeah so um, but yeah the Canberra days were great days um, you know it was still the you know we had guys you know like um, Jason Croker and Luke DeVico and Simon Wolford um, you know Ruben Wiki is yep. one of the best human beings oh, I've ever met in your life up, yeah. um, and so you know we had some great guys like that Alan Tung was one of my best yep. mates he's one of the grooms at my wedding um, you know and Tungy you know he you know Dive straight in, into first grade straight away. He did, such, yeah. a, such a good bloke. Um, yeah, we came a few years later. Don't think I ever really um, performed at a first grade level, although I made my debut there. Um, but it's um, yeah, it certainly um, taught me a lot about uh, about the game, and um, you know, even Matt Elliott, um, you know, some of the skills yep. and stuff that he he taught. Um, you know, even though I don't think he really rated me that much, um, and what I left that sort of showed that. But you know, if I hadn't have wanted to shove it up his ass to, to come down to Manly and, and <laughs> kick on with a career that I probably wouldn't have. So yeah. I've got a lot to thank Matt for. But um, So, yeah, I mean, the debut was one of those things that um – you know, I had to work hard for. I think it was, it was round nine or round ten or whatever it was. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I had to play fantastic every game to get yeah. that chance. Whereas other guys, um, you know, were coming through. They were, you know, they were already, you know, slated to, you know, to play first grade. Yeah. So, um, and then yeah, got in there it was uh, North Queensland Cowboys. I remember I actually used to. Was sit, it an away or a home game? It was a home game at okay. Canberra Stadium. So yep. we, um, our lockers in the change room. I was sitting next to Finchie, and Finchie's, yep. Finchie's a good mate of mine. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, he he'd had. I'd gone in to see Matt and he called me in the office and said, all right, mate, you're playing first grade. And of course, you know, I just was so pumped and over the moon that, you know, childhood dream and something I've been working hard for for the last sort of four or five years. Um, you know, came back in and sat down and Finchie's like, so what are you doing? And I said, yeah, I'm playing. And, anyway, and then Finchie being Finchie, yelled and yahooed and all the boys come and said congratulations and, and things like that. So it was it was really good. And I remember... Um, yeah, you know, I remember the step from you know from say nineteens or, or flag up to reserve grade. I thought was massive. The yeah, first like time the I pace did it. and yeah, all the that. Pace. Yeah, pace. You know, um, then you know, um, but the step from reserve grade to first grade was just phenomenal. And yeah. we played the Cowboys. Um, did you get home. the win? We got the win. Hey, we did. We did. Good. Which is good. So we kicked off on a good on a good note, which was nice. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, I remember walking down the sideline and running on the field and just feeling absolutely light as a feather. Yeah. Uh, but then about. 
you know, two tackles in with the pace of the game. The legs were heavy, yeah. <laughs> heavy as shit. So, um, but you know, going back for a kickoff and you got Jason Croker and and Ruben Wiki and guys like that that are, yeah. you know, because you're about to take your first, you know, run off the kickoff. Um, that was pump. That's something that I'll that I'll never forget. You know, especially Toots. Toots is a Toots is such a good bloke. Just don't get caught drinking with him because <laughs> Jesus, you can drink. Um, but you know, guys like that, you just you respected. Um, yeah. Getting to play with them, you know, Tungy, um, you know, Finchy, um, Clinton Shuskowski, who used yep. to, who ended up being my manager and I played with him at the back end of my career in, in Wales. Yep. Um, that was that was pretty special and, and nice for my family um, and yeah, my parents and my brothers and stuff as well. So yeah. So it was kind of like a perfect. Um, first grade debut sort of thing. Yeah, it was. You know, it wasn't huge. wasn't huge minutes, that's for no. sure. But um, you know, we yeah, we, we got the win, um, which is the main thing. Um, and we you know, it was a cold Canberra day, as mm-hmm. they all were. Um, you know, and I played. I think it was. I think it was seven games that I'd played in. You know, the whole time that I was in Canberra. So yeah. we went from two thousand and two thousand two two thousand two played um, played. A, Five, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, uh, two thousand three played none. Okay. Um, we won the reserve grade grand final. Hey, so year. technically you won a grand final. Technically we won a grand final. Um, and you know the fir- the reserve our reserve grade team used to you know pretty much beat our, our first grade team. Like it, was, it was a gun team. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know we had Mick Monaghan, Mick Wayman, those guys yep. coming back into it too. Two thousand four played two games. Yep. Um, and at that stage you're um, like I want more game time. I want more game time, and I think I, I wanted you know I, I wanted to I, I knew that I'd have to leave there to be able to get um, that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, get that opportunity. And, and to and to make my mark and you know the conversation that I'd had with Matt Elliott was they'd offered me a, a contract which is sort of a part time contract yep. um, and um, you know he had so, said to me at that stage that you know we see you as a as a reserve grade player that'll play a few games here and there like fill in sort of thing yeah basically you know but you're like mm, I kind of know my worth a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. And I sort of said to him well mate obviously I, I disagree um, and yeah went away and but it wasn't a f u f u it no, was a hey no. this is what we can offer yeah if you want to look elsewhere go for it so Absolutely, yeah, and so they'd offered me a contract, and and you know I actually went my, my my then girlfriend, who's now my wife, had gone overseas on a working holiday with a friend. She'd been gone for about you know nine or ten months, so yep. we um, I went across there just to, to meet with her, and we just sort of left it and left it with my manager at the time to um, you know to suss out a few options, um, and you know when you talk to. Peter Peters, the story about the I was standing at the Trevi Fountain in Rome when I got the call from Zorba, the Greek, yep. um, to uh, about Manly and yeah. obviously um, Les Boyd. So Boydie, yeah, my I know coach. Boydie, yep. yeah, yeah, he's my, my coach in Cootamundra for first grade. Wow, first okay, yep. So there. you would have known him, and obviously he's a Manly legend as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. And so he, um, you know, he obviously good mates with Crusher and yep. Des. Um, so we, um, yeah, we had the chat. I just said, yep, I'm keen. I want to play game time. I don't care. Um, and you know, left there and came down to Manly for. It was it was two hundred and fifty dollars a week for wow. ten weeks over That's pre-season. Not bad. That's not bad. Though. It was all right just to, just to sort of train, yep. uh, and then got a job at the Leagues Club. Yep. Um, and then just basically have to prove yourself. And I thought, well, I don't care. I've got nothing to lose. Yep. Uh, that's what I want to do. So got down there, and then um, linked yeah. up with Michael Monaghan because yeah, he was yeah. there the year beforehand. He was, yeah. And that was that was part of the plan. I guess that would have helped as well. I went with his manager as well because I knew they had the links there. So yeah, um, yeah, knew Mick, um, and um, knew a couple of the boys down there. And funnily enough, the first bloke that walked up. Training when I got there was was Hopper and I was oh, yeah, yep. and Hopper's a good bloke. I mean, he's a lunatic, but he's a good bloke, <laughs> yeah. you know. And um, he, uh, yeah, and he just started passing the ball. Mate, it was good, you know. And I remember all that time because I worked at the Leagues Club, but we lived just around the corner in um, Gulliver Street, which is near Brookvale Oval. So, yep. you know, I'd finish on the door, working there, pulling beers or whatever, then walking across there at two in the morning to get home, um, to you know, to sleep for a couple of hours, and then get up at six and get to training and get flogged. So, but you know, all that time was actually a good thing because I got to look at Brookvale Oval and thought, right, well, you know, I want to make sure that I play 
first grade there. So. Yeah. And well, you played 90 bloody three, I think, games yeah. for Manly. Obviously, some were away games, but uh, one of the most memorable would have been the 2008 grand final. Yeah. What was that like? First of all, winning a grand final in like the highest scoring type of grand final, 40 bloody nil. What yeah. was that like? That was amazing. Um, you know, and the funny thing was that, yeah, that, that game ended up being my 100th first wow game. So that's that even was, better so that was pretty cool um and i guess you know the year before we'd been flogged so that they got the record but then us. again i'm I mean, sorry but like yes they won on the day but that they didn't win that's true <laughs> i mean they've had it stripped from and, and people you know i remember glenn hall and i were actually in, when we we're in england um when they had that stripped off and we called des and said listen we don't want the rings we nah. just want mad monday again but um <laughs> anyway, he, had, he had a bit of a laugh but um yeah i mean it, it was it was awesome and i think that you know whenever you th- whenever i think back to that grand final it's more so even at you know 12 18 20 nil you know when you had the likes of Inglis well you guys didn't start really putting points on until the second half that's right so you know we knew that if they scored two quick tries they were back in it so we were always on on edge um but then finally they started to flow and we just knew that we'd had them I was gonna say when did you personally think you know or the team sort of realized right we've got this one like at what score point did you guys think you know okay we got you know what it was probably when it when it hit into the 30s it's like well you know they can't come back and we knew we had we we were playing well defensively you know it was almost like you were scoring tries for fun by the end of it (laughs) yeah by the end of it when you look at you know when Beaver came back on you know Kitey and offload um you know Steve Bell getting that pass from from Snake I mean you know there was so many great tries in there and um, Robbo getting three. Robbo getting three. You know, I was I had a beer with him. Actually, we had Josh Perry's fortieth couple of weeks. Back. Oh yeah, uh, so yep. we went up to that and uh, Robbo and I call him three try hero. So um, <laughs> he doesn't like that, but um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was amazing. And you know what, Robbo and I. So the link there, he was at Canberra when I was there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both um, I had a job, worked part time at um, the Canberra Institute of Technology, just okay, the yep. admin, and Robbo was my trainee. But there was okay. weekends where we both played first grade, so we'd have to shut the office down. And lucky uh, the office manager or the or the um uh, the dean of the uh, of that campus was a good bloke and so he just go okay, boys off you go just yeah. just go to training which is which is good so but mate honestly that that um when you look back on it now and it gets better and better um as as you time think? goes on yeah. yeah yeah you know there's been a couple of times over the last couple of years where i thought um you know if half time hadn't have come um in in a couple of those games um that it would, would have been pushing it you know yeah. but um but no one's got there yet it's it's you know come close last year with yeah. with melbourne you know yep. with that half time score i was like shit absolutely yeah and the same um i think it was was it maybe 2016 no, no, 2016 was Cronulla, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but there was, there was another 2017, one. maybe? Yeah. Storm Cowboys? Storm Cowboys, it could have been. And, mm. you know, where... where Storm, all bloody in all, in the, all of these. All the time, <laughs> all the time. But, um, you know, but it's, yeah, it's one of those great things we look back on now and, mm. um, you know, so many good mates out of it. And for, for Manly fans as well, you know, they just absolutely love that and 40 nil will always be... Um, Honestly, always like, I'm, I'm, I'm personally not a Manly fan, but I'm even more not a Storm fan. So to, That makes perfect sense. So, yeah, you know, so to see that grand final it's like yeah i'm okay with that um and obviously speaking of grand finals from the modern era from 98 until now minus 40 nil what are your top three grand finals Oh, I mean, 2005, um, when the Tigers won, yep. um, Toddy Payton's a good mate of mine. Oh, he's a really Toddy. good bloke, yeah. yeah. Great fellow, Toddy. So he was at Canberra with us as well. I just remember, you know, I remember watching that and, and thinking, you know, um, you know, that, uh, you know, a great mate who'd, who'd left Canberra and, and Toddy was a, you know, was a halfback stuck in the front row of his body, basically. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that was, that was an unbelievable, um, uh, a grand final. Um, yeah, I've been, I enjoyed the Cronulla grand final 2016 yeah. as well getting the, seeing them come back and yeah and they they played 
um, out their skin that year. Played out of their skin, you know. Um, and Paul Gallen, you know, I've, I've got a lot of respect for Gal. I think he's a, he's a great guy. He's been a great, um, you know, a great. Or oh, you'd hate him because you're a Queenslander, but um, minus yeah. the state of origin, he was an all right guy <laughs> on the field. Minus origin, <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that completely too. Um, and mate, there's been, I mean, there's just been so many. When you look back into, um, you know, and even some of Manly's, you know, I've got good fond memories of, you know, like the '96, '97 Grand Final yep. as a kid. Yep. Um, you know, watching those ones, you know, never thought, never, you know, even dreamed um, of winning dreamed one, of let winning alone. one for, for the Seagulls. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the games and, and the competitions getting closer and closer and tighter and tighter in yeah. terms of the teams and you know the spread of the talent. Although the Roosters seem to sign everyone still, but yeah. you know, we all know what goes on there. Um, <laughs> but um, but you know, I, I think that um, yeah, it's great. It's great for the game. The game's not what it used to be. I no, don't think. I think some of the rules that they've brought in have been really good because mm, it is. Agreed. A, it, you know, it's it's a it really was getting too stagnant and too slow to stop start. Absolutely. You know, look at when we played in grand finals in 2007 and 2008. Like, um, oh wait, it was the last grand final before two refs. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And I watched it and I'm like, oh, mate. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the, and the, yeah, the refs are so heavily scrutinized mm, these days. Um, but I, I, I do feel um, that, yeah, a lot of the things that they've that they've done in terms of the, you know, the six again rules and yeah. stuff like that, I oh. think it's, it quickens the game up. It's, th- doesn't it? Yeah. I think it's good. I think, you know, the big boys in the middle have got to be really fit, which they are these days as yeah. well. Um, but, but they're yeah. crazy fit compared to like early 2000s sort of thing. Absolutely. Where you could just run on and off and, you know, there's no dramas. Oh, it was 12, you know, 12 substitutes. But yeah, um, but yeah I mean, it's, um, yeah, I think I think they're doing the right things for the product and to see it, you know, move move on. I think Peter Volandis has done a great job since. Oh, he really does. St. Peter Volandis, as they all say. That's exactly um, right. And obviously you mentioned being a kid and watching the footy. What team did you follow growing up? I followed the Knights. So oh, before okay. we moved to Cootamundra, um, my dad was uh, was a police officer um, in uh, Mayfield. So okay, yeah. we lived up near Net- Lemon Tree Passage. So um, when he got out of the uh, of the police, we he brought mum and dad brought a pub, and so we moved to Cooter. Um, mm. And funny thing, I, I call Cootamundra home, but um, I was only probably there for, for probably you know seven or eight years before yeah. I you know finished high school and then moved down to Canberra and so on with the Raiders so um, but yeah love the Knights the Chief um, Mark Sargent yeah. Tony Butterfield um, I've got Tony coming on in a few months oh, so yeah. well, probably about a month or two so that yeah. should be a good chat yeah 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 um, and he's old school front rower um, you is, know, yeah. and, like and literally run it straight yeah absolutely <laughs> you know so um, but yeah I've got great memories of you know going there you know the Henny Penny jerseys yep. you know yep. um, and um, going in the marathon as it was back in the day and um, sitting yeah. on the hill yeah yeah, sitting on the, sitting on the hill, um, and um, yeah, that was that was my team. You know, the, the Knights. I was at, I was Knights through and through. Also down there. What what player did you love watching growing up? Chief, I'm the guessing. Chief, yeah. yeah, love the Chief. You know, I even got the, had the flat top head <laughs> like him um, <laughs> at one stage, um, and met him. Funnily enough, I played. Um, I played New South Wales under 17s and yep. um, we had, you know, Marco Mealy and Mark oh, Gaznier yeah. and um, we soon had, to be future bloody. And New South Wales representatives yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were, you know, we were in, um, you know, and I remember jumping in the lift and it was Spud Carroll and, oh, and the Spud. Chief. Oh, and, you know, and, and that massive they role. They hate each other so as a young As a young front row, I just watched them just going, oh, wow. So, okay, guys. Because we had our New South Wales tracksuits on as well. Um, so it was a massive thrill. But, um, yeah, but they were, you know, and, and, you know, the tussles that they used to have were just yeah. legendary, just, just they really hard were. and went for each other, you know, get over the top of they your opposite. They still hate number. each other to this uh, day. Uh, yeah, it's, well, it's, uh, 
it's I think they I think they get on with a couple of the ads, but you know, mm, those, yeah. it's funny when you talk to you know because obviously the work that I do with the Golden Eagles now, you know, you talk to Terry Randall and he said that him and Ray Price have you know he said well, you know we've we've spoken and, and whatever, but deep down they yeah. they Les they, Boyd and Daryl Broman yeah. do not talk no either no, don't. yeah. Well, Boyd he once said to me that um, he said no one had even heard of him until Boyd he broke his jaw, but <laughs> but the big man's a great guy. Oh, he's I've a top bloke, top bloke. You know, I've and, interviewed both and yeah, agreed. Like you, yeah. it definitely there's some bad blood from. Daryl's side, obviously, because he was yep. a Stewie for an Aussie Aussie jersey that yeah, year, yeah. and um, you know, and Les has said, you know, he's come out and apologised and all that jazz. Yeah. Not only could, but there's still. You know that they won't talk to each other if they have to. Yes, yeah, that's right. And so you know these things with you know they. But that's these, how it happens. That's how it goes. You know, and and, and especially back in that day and age. Mm. Um, but um, but yeah, now there's some great tussles back in the day between those sorts of guys. For sure. And you know, what sort of player did you maybe have beef with during your career? I never really had too much beef. Um, Steve Simpson and I. Funnily enough, you just used to find ourselves in a running Sim- into yeah, each other. And Simo was, and because obviously he was mates with Ben Kennedy. When yep. I remember 2006, we played them down at um, Marathon, yep. um, or whatever it was called. Yep. Um, and we just it was one of those things we just try and find each other and we just bit of niggle. And, and but Steve, it was a bit of fun though. Yeah, it was, it was cool. like, it was run, great. run at me. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> and we just belted the shit out of each other. Um, but yeah, you know, again, beers after. Yeah, yeah. But and another guy that I had a, a, a ton of respect for, obviously, you know, New South Wales representative, Australian yep. representative, um, and according to BK, a, a great bloke. But mm. for some reason, and we BK used to started at the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, he did. So BK was there when I first got there. Yeah, uh, with hair. <laughs> with hair, and then uh, and then and then moved on. But um, yeah, BK was he was a great guy. He's a great leader for Manly, and um, he's the only guy that I think I've seen actually tell Des what to do um, <laughs> because we came in one day uh, from well, from a victory and he's like, where's the beers? And, and, and then, Is that what BK said? Yeah, was, but anyway, no, no, no. And, and Des went, no, no, we can't, we can't have beers after the game. And he's just said, there'll be fucking beers in here next weekend. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Anyway, <laughs> next weekend, there was beers in the shed. You know, so wow. uh, he used to love, that's the thing. He'd play his ass off and he'd come back and, and, and love it. He'd want a beer afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's everything you need. There's carbs, it's cold, you know, yep. it's, uh, you know, it's refreshing. Uh, but Your these, post-match drink, food. Oh, but then, yeah, you've got to have a chocolate milkshake and a sandwich and a wrap and a high-protein bar and just give us a beer. You'll be yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of, you know, your on-field times, what was the best sledge that you'd heard in passing and also what was the funniest sledge that, you know, someone said to you if you oh, had one? I See, funny enough, um, the best sledge I ever had came from, I think it must have been probably an 8- or 10-year-old kid. And, uh, <laughs> it was my first game for the Crusaders when I moved over to oh, England okay. to play in the Super League. And um, we are playing Salford, uh, yep. which is the middle of Manchester, yep. um, the Willows yep. Ground, which is... It's it's an old shithole uh, in the <laughs> middle of Manchester. The sheds, you know, you'd have to. We were sitting around; they were tiny. It was freezing cold. The opposition players would be walking through, you know, in and out, you know, past you, so you could see. And I was like, "This isn't, you know, we just this come isn't from, we just came, I just came from ANZ professionalism, Stadium. yeah, yeah, yeah." So that was that was quite a laugh. But I'm sitting behind the post for a kickoff, and and you know, I heard this, you know, th- you know, thick, um, you know, Salford accent. Yeah. Hey, Bryant, you C U N T. He's like, he goes, "Hope you don't fucking drop it." <laughs> Anyway, I turned around and was absolutely pissing myself laughing, trying to, Adam Peake was playing for that, so I'm trying to say, Peakey, did you hear this? Like having a giggle. Anyway, next thing the ball's kicked off, I caught it and ran, but um, that was that was probably the best one that, I, that I'd had. That was almost like Adam Doherty with the whole, you got to compensate. Yes. Oh, mate. It's, yeah. So that was, that was quite, but that one sticks in my mind. I don't know, for me, I, I used to love to talk a lot especially in the scrums yeah um and particularly in england because i used to find that 
that the pommies they'd, they'd bite a lot easier and they'd, yeah, also, like, and they'd always come try and fly out of the line at you and we had Shane Rodney when I was in London <sighs> yep, playing there yep. Rocket really played with him in at Manly didn't you? yes yep. oh, no, no, no. So, no no he came the year after that's so, right yeah, yep. but then he and Michael Robertson and a few yeah. other guys came, came to London but um, Rocket was really smart but he's also really quiet so he'd just watch me in the scrum and listen and then he'd know because I'd always pick out the edge back row on his yeah. thing and give a little bit of cheek and as soon as, we'd, as, soon as it had come He'd see me giving him a mouthful, and he'd come flying in, and I'd just give Rocket a short ball, and, and away he'd go. And, and you know, they'd only do it once or twice before they realise. What's that, a, no, what's a memorable one that you remember? Like, what is like when you look back on it, you're like, fuck yeah, that was a good bloody sledge. Oh god, I mean, there, there used to be always there, there was a bit of shit said in the scrum. You know, um, Willie Mason was always. Oh, Mason's... have you seen him mic'd up that video with the Knights back in the day? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was so good. Well, he, he, He's like, what are you doing in the scrum? <laughs> <laughs> but he. Um, um, he, he was he was over in England. He went for whole KR. Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, and we played the Crusaders there the first game. And I, and I was telling the boys, I said, "Listen, we've got to get up. We've got to hit him early. You know, if he gets his legs going, if he starts part anyway, it was like he had the six on his back. He was just throwing <laughs> cutout balls, and, and we couldn't shut him up. But he was he was just spraying a lot of us. But you know, some some guys are good at the chat, and um, others you know others just send it. You know, like Beaver. You got to be able to back up the gift of the game. Oh, absolutely, you got to do you got to do it. But you were know, someone like Beaver never gave a sledge in his life. You know, he just but he just scored tries on your day. So without even he, his his actions didn't warrant needing the sledge. I know, I know. He's an asshole. That <laughs> oh, like honestly, straight up. And what, as we know, he's a manly legend. He literally would score tries. Is the most. I think he scored the most tries of any second rower in history. For, Every forward in history, yeah, 100, mm. 180. Yeah. Um, so he... Um, and not, that's not counting his Super League tries either. Yeah, 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 that's like. true. Yep. So, you know, he, he was, um, yeah, I mean... I've had like in terms of you know best players and stuff like that. You know, um, Beaver a hundred percent is is up there. He you just find a try, and he was he was turning you know young um, you know guys half his age almost when we we're in England and he was in France. Turn him inside out, just the smarts and stuff that yeah. he had. You know, he's, he's one of those blokes similar to like Jamie Lyon as well. Yep. picks up a, a a golf club and can swing it, and he's he's a gun. You know, yeah. pick up a tennis racket cricket bat whatever you know he's, he's one of those assholes that can just do everything <laughs> yeah so and he's he's one shout of, out to jamie lyon he's one of the best mates well yeah killer as well yeah yeah you know so um but um yeah he's uh he could always find the trial on beaver that's for sure oh, i can imagine um and so we've just covered funniest sledge best sledge um obviously you started up or and or founded the golden eagles um what was that like you know where was the inspiration from that and you know, what are you guys doing for 2021? Yeah, for sure. So um, so Josh Perry and I, we retired the same year. Josh was at, uh, playing at St. Helens. Um, so we came back here at the, or the finish of 2013. Yep. Um, for the Seagulls at that stage um, was a, you know, uh, I don't know, there was a lot of politics going on. Um, there was an old boys um, association that really wasn't doing a great deal. It was yep. just sort of sat there, parked in the fence of one side. So we just decided that we'd start our own um, and start it new and fresh and leave your politics at the door and yep. so many guys even from you know from my era you know that had been moved on by the club you know club legends um, Michael Monaghan's a legend yeah you yeah know? Monas, um, you know like um, you know, Glenn Stewart Anthony Watmo um, you know these sorts of guys that have been sort of brushed aside a little bit well yeah they were and you know and, and Gifty went to the Rabbitohs and Chuck went to Parramatta but you know those guys you know if you look at the success of the Seagulls over that time when you those guys at, were paramount absolutely, to it absolutely you know Matty, Matty Ballon um um, and then, then you throw in their chalk and Gifty, and Gifty, to be honest, is he's up there with Beaver as one of the mm. best players, and probably you know top three of the best players. He could do it all with the gift. Um, you know, Snake, Stevie Maddai, um, you know these guys who 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 absolutely you know 
just brought Manly back. Brought Manly back, you know, 10 years of, of just absolute dominance. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that, you know, not only them, but all the other guys who had, hadn't left maybe on the best terms, mm. but come in and, and, and just to, you know, to make it and, and run it properly. Yep. Um, so we started out the first time we had something was, you know, five or six of us going to the, going to the footy. Um, yep. And just was a couple of guys from, you know, from the 50s, Normie Pounder and, and a few few guys like that. And then the first Golden Eagles reunion that we held, we had, uh, I think it was probably about 40 people. Wow. We, we sat up on the hill. We had some drinks over at Lee's Club beforehand. Um, and you fast forward to 2019. Obviously, 2020 was a bit of a write-off with COVID and yeah, things like course, that. Yeah, of course, yep. Um, we had 180. Wow, um, which is awesome. So we've got probably 400 members now. Um, wow. We're um, you know constantly tracking you guys down. I was just talking, talking to Maxie Brown. Maxie yep. was there in our um, 72 grand final. Yeah, he was. Yep, Silver Tails. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, all these older guys, and you know the way that I see it is that the the younger guys. I mean, when, when you step on the footy field as a young guy, the older blokes look after you. That's yeah. that's the way it goes. You know. So when I started playing for Manly, I had guys like BK. Uh, yeah. You know, and if and if one B-Vi, of the, yeah yeah these sorts of guys. You know that if what someone from the other team try to stand over me BK be straight in because the older blokes look after the younger yeah, blokes yeah exactly you know whereas when you retire I think that the younger blokes need to look after the older blokes yes. because yep. you know, it's, it's a mark of respect uh, in the fact that they, they looked they, after you, so yeah, now you look after yeah, and, them. And, yeah. and they paved the way for us to be able to earn a decent and wage. And have that it, opportunity, you know, yeah. and, and then as it flows on, and you know, these guys weren't those guys weren't on a, a quarter of what we were. Yeah. And we're, they we're, were literally we're, day job. Yeah, as and well. we, we weren't on a quarter of what the guys are on now. But yeah. in saying that, they uh, they paved the way for us to do that. So yeah. for me, I think that you know by organising it, putting them on, you know, and you, you, you finish playing footy and you have this team, this tight team, but uh, when you finish... There's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. You know, and so... You're left to your own devices yeah, unless you that, play 300 games and you get a bloody Fox Sports contract. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, so um, so what I wanted to do was be able to, um, you know, build the Golden Eagles as, as a brand that had sit in alongside the Seagulls so that when yeah. you step out of the Seagulls, you step into the Golden Eagles. Yep. We're about to get a merchandise range um, oh, wow. through um, through Dynasty who does the yep. Seagulls. So Stephen Humphreys is the current Seagulls um, CEO and Luke Tucker, who's the chief marketing officer. Yep. Um, huge supporters. Obviously, Des is a massive supporter yeah, as well. Yeah, of course. Because, you know, One we, former player and coach yeah. winning grand finals in both capacities. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, and we just add value, and especially to now with, you know, there's so much commercial value in the ex-players. Because there is. Because so much success. So, you know, when you're getting, you know, if, if you can't get the current players there because if they're in the bubble or, or this sorts of thing, you know, it's Beaver and Max. That's Kulich why I try and, and focus and, you know, get former players such as yourself onto the podcast because obviously, don't get me wrong, current players are great, but it's also you need to hear stories from, you know, back in yeah, the days. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that, that's where we're at at the moment. So, uh, we've got now got Golden Eagles Day. So, we have... Yep. Um, we what have day the, is that each year? Uh, well, it depends. This year, it's round 21 against the Knights. At home? Um, yeah, it's at home. So, we used to have it on the last Sunday game of the year, but yep. we found that, yeah, I mean, severely hungover on the Monday, definitely. It's always <laughs> a great drink, let me tell you, because the last few times we've been, yeah, down at the boat shed down in Manly. Um, Not even made it to the game. St- st- stumbling <laughs> out of there with, yeah, with Brett Stewart and, and, and Anthony Watmo and a few of the boys, but um, yeah, we, we tried to, now we're making it more of, a, it's a it's a Saturday game, so you can come down, we want to make a weekend of it. You yeah. Know? You know, my theory is that you bring the wife down, you look after her on the Friday night, we'll have a dinner somewhere, and then the boys can go and play up on the Saturday, and then yep. you've got Sunday to recover. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so there's a bit of smart behind there that, is, you yeah. know so um but yeah that's what we're that's what we're doing at the moment um yeah a lot of the you know the current sponsors and stuff are uh, also keen to you know to get yeah. behind it as well and the funny thing is you put on free beers and you know ex-football players come running so straight up yeah because <laughs> beers beers more beers as, as victor radley says absolutely um honestly wicked like mate that's amazing what you've done with it you know and how you've started it up it's uh, honestly amazing i can't even bloody fathom that 
Um, now, 2021, Manly in general. So we've just obviously had the last week of trials and yep. obviously Manly did go down to the Tigers. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, there's some players not in and all yep. that. I mean, Ben Trebojevic had a blinder regardless of the loss. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts going into the 2021 season for Manly? Um, I'm, um, yeah, quietly confident. I think, um, you know, I think having Foz back, mm. is uh, Kieran Foran back, is really yeah. good. You Especially know? with DCE as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that what happens when, you know, <clears throat> the culture that Manly so revered for came because it was passed down from the players year to year. You know, yep. you look at those guys like your Brett Stewart's, your Glenn Stewart's, Anthony Watmo. Brett and Glenn helped really mould yeah. Jake and yep. Jake and Tom. They did, yeah. You know? So so now when you clear those guys out as they as as had happened, um, you know, you really there's no one left to pass that down to. So when you've got um, guys like Foz uh, and Cherry uh, and then also Jake in there as well, they can help rebuild that. You know, yep. you added a couple of really good acquisitions in Josh Alloway, uh, Andrew Davey. I thought they yeah. played. Well I think yesterday. they're really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they had some extra, you know, some work. Ethic in the middle, um, and um, well, Josh is a manly junior. So. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, well, I didn't know that, but that's <laughs> awesome. So, <laughs> so he's back home, you could say. Yeah, that's right. Which is which is great. So, um, yeah, and I think that you know, young guys like Josh Schuster, you now they can really learn a lot off, um, yeah. off Foz and, and stuff because you know Foz is one of the toughest, um, one of the toughest guys on the football field yeah. I've ever seen. You know, he and he's he, you know, the way that he hits people, you know, and at me, at that's sorry, how he gets his injuries because he just doesn't well, give, he doesn't hold back. That's exactly right. Right, you know, and he um, he'd have to play a dead set ten out of ten every game for the dogs, especially the last couple of years, to make them even competitive. Mm. Whereas he steps back into Manly, where he's got Cherry on the other side, and he uh, knows and how, and they play well off yeah, each other. It's been well proven and other. tested. Yep, and so they've got you know they've got a, a good um, you know they've got good good people and good strike weapons across the park. So I think it's going to be a good year. I reckon they'll make finals for sure. I, I think they will. I think that the funny thing is, and what I say to people is, you know, that every every year if we lose the first game, everyone just you know oh, shit. Oh, right. Yeah, I said, well, you know, did you remember 2008? We lost the first game to the Sharks, you know? Or, 20, so, or 2011, yeah, you know, you yeah. weren't even looking to make finals no. more or less and then look what All happened. All of a sudden. So, you know, you don't win games. And even with Tommy, like Tommy's um, hurt his hamstring again. He's still a kid. He's still growing, you know, and he'll get that right. And he's a, you know, the team's, you know, I reckon 30 to 40% better team with him in it. Mm. But, you know, Morgan Harper was good at fullback the other yep. day. We've got some, you know, got some depth now on the outside backs with, um, with J- uh, Saab and, and that sort of guys coming across. So um, I think it'll be good. You know, I know that Des, um, and 2020 was a year that, it was a year. Yeah, it was. A <laughs> Let's year. put it that it way. It was definitely. And when you look at, um, you know, the camp, the, the game against the Raiders, which yeah. is probably the greatest win, but also, Fuck, geez, we lost some players that game, <laughs> yeah, you know. You so, uh, so it was a good, it was a, it was good and bad. But um, I, I think we'll, I think we'll go well. And you know, if we're there or thereabouts, as long as we make the eight, yeah, um, I reckon definitely you guys are smoking for the eight. I don't know what position in the eight, but you'll make the yeah, eight. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So you know, and I know that they've been getting absolutely flogged, which is a good thing, you know, because, you know, it sort of, you know, brings everyone back in and gets that work ethic going, which is the first thing that Des sort of, you know, stamped in when he came back, you know, um, and he, you know, he's meticulous in the way that he goes about it, you know, yeah. um, and I know that firsthand and, you know, I know that, um, I know obviously Chad Randall's his assistant, Chad's a good mate of mine, um, and Mick Monaghan as well yep. as an assistant. Yeah, so and you've got Donnie Singh as head S&C, Donnie, you know. Yep, yep, so they've got really good people there, they've got really smart footballers in terms of, you know, uh, you know Des, Chad... Uh, and also uh, monitors as well. So I think that uh, I think they're going to be in for a, for a good year. I reckon um, um, that literally hurts me to say that because not a Manly fan, but I reckon they're definitely going to be like they're going to turn some heads going. Yeah. Um, 
who was your inspiration as a kid? Not necessarily, you know, Chief, but like in general, who was your personal inspiration for like in general? In general, I mean, I always related them to, you know, to, to sports yep. people, you know. Um, you know, I was a big fan of Michael Jordan, you know, playing basketball in, in high school. Did you watch that so. Netflix documentary? I did. Yeah, it was awesome. how good. It was amazing. <laughs> There's a Tom Brady one coming out, apparently. I can't wait to see that either. I'm yeah. a massive fan of the way that he handles himself you know, on the football field, obviously, but then the way in general in life, I mean, even throwing the, the, the trophy, though, that was amazing. You know, you never see Tom out of, you know, a little bit pissed. My heart freaking sank if he didn't catch Mate, that. That's the thing. I was looking up there. He's got all these receivers up there. It's like someone's going to catch that for sure. You know, like, I mean, we didn't throw the trophy around. We got it, but, you know, it was in a few. There's actually a funny story where Glenn Hall grabbed us. and he uh, No, no, sorry. It was Josh Perry grabbed us. Yep. He grabbed myself, um, Glenn Hall, Heath Lestrange, um, and um, we went into the showers. He said, oh, boys, get your gear off and come in the showers with the trophy. <laughs> anyway, I was like, why? Anyway, guys, just do it. He must have done it in 2001. Anyway, yeah. so here we're all tra- crouched around the trophy and, and, and whatever and, and in the nude. You know, things covered up and whatever, but I, I might have been – laying something on Hawley's back, but that's all right. He, he, I've made a joke of that. But, um, but yeah, that was about the you know, most precarious position we had, the, the trophy. The trophy in. And the funny thing is I've never seen that photo, so I don't know where it's gone, but yep. you know, I hope it doesn't surface. Someone's got it. I hope it doesn't surface. You know, it would be, be a bit awkward, but yeah. No, nah, that's really fucking funny. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to your younger 18-year-old self knowing what you know now? Oh, geez, I'll tell you. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, good good thing to have hindsight. Oh, mate, hindsight's <laughs> a beautiful thing. You know, if I knew what I knew now, geez, you know, it, I mean, I did tell one young guy who went on and, and kicked on and had um, into first grade, um, Jack DeBellin, even though oh. Jack's in a lot of shit at the moment, but um, he came up to me after the 2008 grand final. We were in, How in, old was Jack then? Jack was only a, he was only a pup. He was only really young. So he was about to go down for his first trial at St. George. And, yep. you know, he asked me for some advice. And I said, mate, just get as big and strong and fit as you can. And that's bloody huge. They'll huh? teach you everything else, you know. Um, and, mate, and he did, you know. And for me, I think that's probably another, you know, bit of advice that, I, that I'd give. Um, one of the things that I try to tell young guys these days, and, you know, um, Brad Parker and Cade Carsten, um, um, Manasseh Fainu and these guys, they played in our, um, I helped Chad um, with his uh, SG ball team um, yep. a few years back. Anyway, he, you know, was, talk to the sponsors, get to know the sponsors, see all the sponsors that I knew, I still know now, but that were, you know, back in the day when yeah. I was playing. When you finish, you've got a great network of people who, you know, who will look after you, you know, yeah. you build these relationships. And that's the thing. When it's, you finish, genu- it's genuinely a who you know. It is, absolutely. Um, and um, there's so many people um, in there that, um, you know, that you can, you know, if you don't know what you want to do, or you're looking for an opportunity or you need someone to bounce things off business-wise, these are all, you know, successful business people. Yeah. So um, that's, that's, that, that's definitely one bit of advice. And, you know, and similar, you know, just... Yeah, train harder. You know, you train harder. You think it's you think it's tough. Um, you know, doing preseason, although preseasons are tough. Then try, you know, kids work. You know, doing all these study things after nowadays. study, study, you know, work, yeah, training kids, and going this, to play footy as absolutely. well. Absolutely. So you know, so you get yeah, you got to do it. But you now they the, yeah, there'd be plenty that I that I teach a, a a younger a younger me. That's for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Um, just just checking my list. Team Flies Talk Show. I'll quickly cross them off, the ones that I've covered. Um, Golden Eagles, Raiders. Uh, 
tomorrow's. Uh, so what are you doing these days with yourself other than Golden Eagles? Uh, Golden, so I'm a real estate agent okay. and, and auctioneer. Um, so I, yeah, yeah, selling properties on the Northern Beaches um, for Cunningham's property. So okay. they're a um, you know, Northern Beaches um, yeah, brand company. Um, but um, yeah, it's it, it's good. It's you know, Obviously the market's hot at the moment um, and, you know, auctioneering is something that i enjoy um you know it's basically standing up in front of a crowd and you know talking talking a <laughs> bit of banter you know yep. um taking some numbers and some offers you know so um but yeah it's, it, it's good um and, and obviously the golden eagles is taking up a bit of time yeah. now as well um which is which is good um amongst that two kids my little boy just started high school oh wow um, yeah which has been a um a bit of a culture shock for him to have got to get up early and uh, he's got well, earlier, work yeah. earlier yeah yep. so um but um yeah my wife's got a um really successful business she's a registered nurse but she does uh, cosmetic injectables so oh, wow. okay. hp aesthetics in up in newport so well, i'll be sure to link that in the description yeah for sure yeah yeah so she's um she's she's flat out so yeah but it's, yeah it's good you know we just brought a house in newport um yep. two days ago so we're getting our place on the market at the moment to sell and um yeah i mean life's um yeah life's life's good life's good oh, miss, the, miss, miss the footy miss yeah. the footy you always do it's funny i spoke to ian thompson mcgiller um oh, i was it was probably it was probably two or three years ago at, at a golf day or something. Right? And anyway, and we were talking about someone asked us whether we miss it, and oh yeah, of course we do. And then McGilla turned to me, goes, "Mate," he said, "I still reckon I could pull on a pair of boots and have a crack right now." <laughs> he said, "You know, and you do, you really miss, you know, that yeah, the mateship, but then even just the you know, competitive nature of the game, getting yeah. out there, you Ga- know, getting there for the win." Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, definitely do that. But you would know, you possibly, you know, if you were given the offer for Legends of League, would you get involved in that? I, I played Legends you of did? League. Yeah, it was it was good. You know, and. I guess the first year we um, we played we played the first game yep. and we had a, a we, I think we no, we lost the lost the first game won the second one but then we made it into the semis yep. so the next year that we played um, and that was a cliff out of blinder in the no, first did, game yeah. yeah he crushed it but you know I said boys let's not let's not try too hard because if we finish early we go back in the sheds and drink beers so yes we, yep, so, that's it so we played two games and then we just sat in the sheds drinking beers and what it was was just great to catch up with all the different exactly boys, I know. was at Legends of League in 2019 thank you to them too, for giving me a media pass and yeah. I got to see you know all of the lads just yeah. literally shooting the shit about yeah. the old days it was but great it was so good and then the girls obviously um, came down you know my kids who had seen me play when they were and they became in you England. know ball kids for the days I'm yeah. surprised I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah they did so, um, so no it, it was good and Hopper wore a glove Hopper <laughs> wore a glove. That was pretty funny. Uh, you know, Daniel, Daniel Abrahams, you know, they hemmed it up for a bit of a thing for the crowd. But, the, you know, the papers, of course, as they do, just made a big deal of it. But, um, yeah, no, you know, I think those days were, they're, they're awesome days. You know, you're bringing a whole bunch of different blokes together. And, you know, you end up, you know, chatting to, um, to people that you, I suppose, you never... Played with, you play, but you played, played against. Played with or played against, but you never really knew. Um, even the NRL um, reunion uh, they have every year before the grand final, it's pretty good. You know, you, you go there and a couple of beers and, and, and catch up with guys and, you know, you end up talking to people. I'm catching up with um, Hutch Mayava. Big Hutch played for the Bulldogs when I was yep. at reserve grade and we had this massive tussle, he and I, and we had, we had a great time. You know, we used to beat the shit out of each other. And he, anyway, and, and I just said, I said, man, I never knew you were such a nice bloke. And he yeah. said, I never knew the same about you, but you know, like, <laughs> and so things like that are, are always good, you know, and, and like I said, as you, as you get older, you, mm. you actually look back on things more fondly and, um, you know, and, um, you know, remember, remember a lot more of the good times. Yeah, for sure. Um, and speaking 
speaking of, you know, opponents and whatnot, who was your toughest opponent individually and who was your toughest team to go up against mentally for you, yourself? Um, toughest opponent? I mean, I always I speak so highly of Ruben Wiki because mm. we used to have, uh, as a young bloke in Canberra, um, you know, we used to play Euchre up the back of the bus and, you know, he, Rubes was just such a great bloke to play alongside. But And... On the other side, so hard to play because he would—he just never gives up. Yeah. He's hard as fucking nails, <laughs> um, but just such a legend of a guy. Um, Petro Simonasiva, yep. Um, you know, just you know, softest bloke outside of footy, like loveliest bloke, but on the field, <laughs> white line fever, loveliest <laughs> bloke, um, and just and just a monster of a human being. Mm. You know, um, yeah, I had a couple of times where yeah, gave maybe gave a little bit too much cheek to him, and yeah, <laughs> you know, but yeah, you didn't see me ever run straight at him. That's for bloody sure because he'd sit me on my ass. Um, in terms of team, I mean, the, the rivalry we had with the Storm always meant that that was the games on the calendar to get up that, we'd, that we'd look up yeah. to, you know. Um, you know, going back to 2008, I think they beat us at Brookvale. I think it might have been by four points, but yeah. we, when we look back at the tape, and that was when... Um, um, when uh, Kydie got in a stink with, with Mick Crocker. Yeah. You know, who, again... I've hate, interviewed both of them and, uh, yeah, mate, they're good blokes. Croc is one of the best blokes. Funniest bloke I've, I've ever... fucking wanted. hated him when we played. <laughs> hated him when he's at the Roosters and everything. But then now, at the Legends of the League... Yeah. Oh, he's him. a funny fucker, mate, isn't he? He's such a good bloke, Clock. And just, honestly, he, he is, he's, he's one of those um, one of those people that, um, yeah, that, you, that you've met after footy had finished and such a good bloke. Like, oh, you're a top bloke. Yeah. Like, Holy what? shit. When did, that, when did that happen? You know, but because uh, Beaver's known him for years and yeah. you know, always spoke highly of him. But no, but... You're like, like oh, I'll believe it when I say it. That's exactly <laughs> right. But like, really, 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 really good bloke. Um, and uh, yeah, and so those those games and, and that, that game in particular, you know, we played like shit. We watched the tape back and thought, wow. How do we get away with losing yeah, just by how four? Do we lose? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And so we knew then that we could actually, that we'd actually get them. You know, we knew we could beat them. So, okay. it, was, so, it, was, so it was good. And there's one of those things that in-house that gave us that confidence, even though we lost. You know, the way that Des coached it and spun it and showed us back the tape, you know, it, it, it meant that we... Because, like, uh, here's where you went wrong. If you just did this differently, yeah, you've absolutely. got it. And it shows you that, you know, those swings and roundabouts in, in the game, whereas, hey, if that didn't go this way, then we've got the ball, we're down their throat, you know. So that's that's the way he goes about it. So, um, but, yeah, mate, the storm was always that one that was always in the calendar to, to you know, to make sure you're up for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just going through, just making sure I cover this pre-game. Oh, yeah, did you have any pre-game? routines or rituals and if not who had the weirdest one that you remember um really i mean i went through stages where i was having hot and cold showers before games when yep. i first got to manly I, I, I kind of had a few different things that i'd do but wasn't really so as long as i did a couple of them yeah that was okay and i didn't you know if i missed one of them it wouldn't be the end of the world so um i'd always eat the same thing on game day um you know get there and have you know the, you know, the caffeine drink and you know yep. walk around all that sort of stuff so it wasn't anything too structured or too you know um you know too too you know too over the top mm-hmm. um the weirdest one that i ever saw um was oh i know yeah. mccrocker has a spew every time the two minute bell goes yeah well, every time uh, the weirdest one I even ever legends of league yeah really <laughs> yeah i didn't know that um beaver would always run out last because he needed to take a nervous piss before he went out oh okay and, and even now i call him the fimble because he's got a bladder the size of a fimble <laughs> we go for a beer and he's just racing off you know like you can't drink in a car with him because he, he just got to stop every 10 minutes but uh that was probably probably a weird one beaver every you know he'd, he'd have like three or four nervous pisses before he'd go out to play 
entire game. But there'll always be that one as to why he had to run out last. Yes, that's right. And always, always. Was there ever a game that he run, ran on first just because milestone well, games? That would have really thrown him off. Yeah, well, that and when he was captain. <laughs> yeah. um, so that would have been awkward for him. But I think he had to just re- restructure it. But yeah, those games. And then at the back end of the career, he was coming off the bench. So yeah. you know he got to you know sneak back in, go for another wee. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I always found that a bit weird. But That's so interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, we're done 2020 and advice for younger self. We've got one topic left and it's, is there any advice you'd give to any youngsters, you know, wanting to try and make it in the big league one day? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing these days is, uh, you know, and the way that I you know, coach my little boy's team, I think he's actually, my young bloke's going to have a, have a year off it. He's in under 12s and, mm-hmm. you know, he, he enjoys it. You know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't love it. Um, I don't know. For, for that, as young people, you know, coming up, it's, it's just all about having fun, you know, yeah. enjoying yourself. You realise pretty quickly that... Um, Whether you think you can make yeah, it or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And you've always got people, you know, in your ear and a lot of mums and dads that think their kids are the next superstars. So just let them have fun. They're, they're yeah. bloody kids. Um, take it seriously when they're about 16, maybe. That's exactly you know? right. You know, because you're not going to know until then. And even yeah. then, you've seen so many people who are going to be the next big thing that just fall in a massive heap, you know. So, you know, f- for young players and probably especially for mums and dads, I, and that's what I try to teach them was just the basics, the basic skills, you know, get those basic skills right. Yep. Um, and, you know, then you can build on them. And as you get better and better, they come a bit more and more more fluid so um yeah but i just think footy for me is was always about fun i loved playing it when i was a kid and you know even you know loved playing it right until the very you know to the very end you know there's times in there when, when it's a career and you sort of fall out of you know probably enjoying it as much but um but certainly at the end of my career i, I loved playing it and um yeah certainly miss it I'm